Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me, I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Jeff Schwartz is a former NFL player. Matt Berteram is an NFL insider. Together with fan-sided editorial director Josh Hill, they break down everything that is happening in the NFL. This is Stacking the Box. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Josh Hill. I'm a recovering Bucks fan at the moment. That is Matt Verderam, who is riding high after the Chiefs win yet again. And that is Jeff Schwartz, who actually played football, which neither Verderam or I have ever done. So at least professionally. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Did you guys watch the Monday night game? I'm assuming you did. Uh, yeah, I watch every second of football, whether it's good or bad. So you guys saw the Gatorade guy, right? Mixing the Gatorade tub with an entire oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stack yeah. of cups. <laughs> yeah, that's that's bizarre, and it got me thinking. Jeff, you've played in the NFL. What is one of the weirdest things that you've ever seen on a sideline where you're sitting there and you're like, "What the hell's going on here?" Okay, so when I was young, we had a kicker in Carolina, and it was a warm weather game, and he was sitting there with a big old coat on. And I was like, on the sidelines, like, "What is what is he doing?" And all of a sudden, he pulls a cup from underneath the thing. Just full of urine. He just peed on the sidelines <laughs> in a jacket. Just for, I mean, we had, we, before the new stadiums had been built, where the bathrooms are like underneath, like right behind the benches, you had to go on the bench. Like there was no other place to go. You had to, you had to, like you either had to go behind some of the equipment, or the equipment guys held towels up, and you just lowered your pants and just drains, and you just pissed in the drain. <laughs> A real sanitary. Who, what didn't the uh, Chargers kicker do that a couple years ago? Nate Kading. Yeah, I feel like that went around. Yeah, huh. interesting. Vernon, what about but, you? I said, now all the, all the new stadiums have toilets like behind the bench, so it makes oh. it easy. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, Verdun, what about you? Sideline story, not peeing well, in a cup on the obviously, sideline story. Obviously, unlike, <laughs> unlike Jeff, I, I didn't play in the NFL, but I, I was on the sideline a handful of times when I was in college because I used to kind of moonlight for ESPN for Monday Night yeah. Football whenever they were near where I went to school in Oswego. Yeah. So uh, one time I do a game, it's New England and Denver, and it was year Brady was hurt. New England still blew out Denver with some ridiculous score, 41-7. Anyway, after the game, I'm wrapping up these miles and miles of television wire and I get thirsty, and there is still like 30 Gatorade cups on the table behind the Pat's bench. I'm like, great, I'll take a swig, right? Take a swig, fully expecting it to just be a lemon-lime Gatorade. And it was Gatorade, but they put a bunch of ungodly chemicals into it. I have no idea what it was. I never asked. I don't want to know. For two nights, 
if I went to sleep, I would have these like wild hallucinations afterwards. I have no idea what the Pats were putting in that Gatorade. Uh, maybe a little pick me up, whatever it was. Uh, it was not regular Gatorade. That was uh, that was something I'll never forget. <laughs> Let's just say I never had Gatorade off the sideline. Oh, a little after that. tainted. Are you breaking the story that the Patriots are putting like amphetamines in the Gatorade? <laughs> Listen. I don't know what it was, so I'm not I'm not accusing wow. New England. I'm saying that the Gatorade had something more than just Gatorade in it. There you go. Breaking news! Wow. I'm back in the box. Tom Brady, it's not the TB12 water; it's the LSD <laughs> that they're spiking the. Uh, it Gatorade was, un- with. and I had a buddy of mine because I was like, "Is it just me?" I had a buddy of mine taste it, and since he's like, "Stuff tastes like gasoline," <laughs> so I don't know what it was, but it, it screwed me up for a couple of days, man. Uh, all right, guys, let's get into it. Now it's time for the big. Story. Three weeks. We're three weeks into the season so far, and the cream is rising to the top, so to speak. Wh- who are your realistic Super Bowl contenders right now after we've seen? Because we have like eight or nine undefeated teams. We'll get to them a little bit later. But right yeah. now, three weeks in, who are your Super Bowl contenders, Jeff? Well, in the AFC, it's very simple. And I feel like this is one of the years where it happens to be this simple. It's the Patriots and the Chiefs. And I've made my comments very clear on this. I think the Patriots team is better because their defense is just much better than Kansas City's. And they're going to go 15-1, and 14-2. They're going to have home field advantage. And look, I love Pat Mahomes. I root for the Chiefs, obviously. But they're not going to New England and winning that game. They won't be able to touch Tom Brady again. Um, they'll throw the ball over the field just like they did in that championship game. You know, they're able to take away, because of their defense and the way they structure their defense, take away a top target or two. Um, they can just outscore the Chiefs. And and I think the Chiefs next year, I'm already doing this now, next year, in my opinion, is the year when they continue to build their defense up. And the defense will be better in year two in respects. I feel like that's more realistic for them to take home the Super Bowl. And the NFC, look, I picked Dallas to, to make the Super Bowl. I think they're right on track. I know they played nobody. They were Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. I flipped through the first half of that game, but they look really good. Uh, the Packers, look, their defense is the best Rodgers has had in a long time. I think the Packers are a legit uh, contender here because of that defense. Their offense will just keep getting better. The Rams, of course. But the Rams, look, they have some issues on offense. They've kind of been figured out. I've had no answers for what people um, have been doing to them, which is basically taking away their outside zone. Um, so, I think, they're, look, I, think, I think the Vikings, I, I think they're sort of in there, but Cousins, I don't really trust him very much. The Bears are out, in my opinion. The Seahawks, too many unknowns. The Niners yeah. just aren't ready yet okay. for that. They're not ready for playoff games. So I would say really just Chiefs and the uh, the Pats, Cowboys, Packers, and Rams. All right, so so I have the same five teams, okay? But I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, approach this from a different angle. So I'm looking at it, saying we're three weeks in. Which teams that may we're not looking at as serious contenders could be. If Philadelphia could get its act together, I think the Eagles are as talented as anything in football. The problem with Philadelphia, I went back and I watched the film on the Eagles-Lions game last week, uh, last night. Look, yeah. Wentz was terrible in that game. Like, yeah. awful. Like, overthrowing guys. Detroit didn't even touch him for most of the game, and he yeah. couldn't complete a pass. 
And the Lions aren't exactly the legion of, of, of boom back there, okay? I mean, this is not a team you should be having a really hard time. There were some wide-open throws he was missing. I get he had some injuries, but he, Wentz has got to be better. If Wentz yeah. isn't better, yeah. they have no chance. I don't buy the Vikings and Bears for a second, especially the Bears. They have no quarterback. You're not, you're yeah, just, exactly. you're, you're not going through the playoffs yeah. beating Aaron Rodgers and Dak and, and the Rams and those teams when, when Trubisky's out there throwing for a buck 50 on 40 at 10. It's just not going to happen. Um if the Saints survive without Bridgewater, the Saints are still very much in the conversation. That division's terrible. With Bridgewater, without and, Breeze. Oh, sorry, yes, without Breeze, yeah. right. Yeah. If they can survive, if they're just 500, let's say they're like 4-4 four and four and Breeze comes back and they go 7-1, and one, get in the they are still, to me, yeah. as dangerous as any team in the NFC, and it's easy to overlook them. That was a huge win in mm-hmm. Seattle. Yeah. In Seattle, my God, <laughs> what was that? Yuck. You just get bombed at home. In the AFC, I agree with Jeff, and I think everybody feels the same way. Look, it's those two teams. It's New England, it's Kansas City. The only question is, they play each other week 14, so whoever wins that game is probably looking at home field. The game's mm-hmm. in Gillette, so I'm with Jeff. It probably ends up being at Foxborough this year. Um, look, I think the Chiefs are the only team that can beat New England, and I think that New England... Is the favorite? I do think the Chiefs could have a game where they just score 50 points and yeah. win because Mahomes is just that good. But I don't buy Baltimore. I, I buy them as a very good team. I don't buy them as a championship caliber team. The Chargers show you every week why they just blow yeah. games. And you can't, like, how do you lose the last two games <laughs> that they lost? What is happening? How I mean, do you lose to the Lions? And look, we'll get into it later, but the Browns, uh, please. Okay. Unless they're changing coaches. That, there's no shot there. But so for me, it's, it's those handful of teams and then maybe watch Philly and New Orleans. Yeah, Jeff, uh, Verderam threw out the Eagles as kind of like his dark horse team and the Saints, which we saw the Patriots a couple years ago kind of do this without Brady. First four games, they go, you know, Garoppolo and Brissett, yeah. both starters now. Is there anybody that you see as kind of a dark horse where if the stars align, you're like, watch out for that team, maybe consider putting some money on them if you have to I mean, I feel do like that? The, I feel like the Eagles, though, are, are a well-known, well-known team, right? Um, look, the, the Falcons. I don't, I don't. I don't trust them, but they have a lot of talent on their team, and if they just play kind of up to their talent, mm-hmm. they have an opportunity to do that, right? And, and then look, I don't know if the Colts are good enough. I think Brissett's good enough, but all they do is win football games, and yeah. Brissett is playing efficiently. He's playing under control. He's limiting turnovers. They're relying on their defense and run game. And the Colts, look, they're not – no one's coming out of the AFC outside of those two teams, the Chiefs and the and the Patriots. But I think if the Colts get the right matchup, they could definitely win the wild card round if they mm-hmm. win the division. Mm-hmm. And yep. then, you know, they'd give the Chiefs and, and Patriots a little bit of a scare in, the, in a playoff well, game. I don't think they would win that game. They, yeah. they play the Chiefs not this coming week but next week at Arrowhead on Sunday Night Football. And they're playing the Raiders this week, so I'm sure they'll be 3-1. and one. Like, that'll be very interesting. Uh, but I right now you could – are the. Colts or Ravens, third best team in the AFC. They're they're both in the conversation. The, the Ravens are going to beat every team they're supposed to beat. Um, the question is, are they going to beat the teams that they're not supposed to beat, like the Chiefs, which Lamar Jackson has not shown the ability to do much yet. Uh, so the, you know the, the Ravens are going to probably win the division. I don't see why not with the Steelers yep. being zero three. Yeah. What about the Bills? Did the Bills do it for you guys at all? So you know what's funny is I was thinking about this the other day. The Bills are are three and zero. They played what? No teams with a winning record. <laughs> no, Jets, Giants, and Bengals. But the Patriots have are have played teams that are one and eight. I think. Uh, so oh and nine. Like that, yeah. Oh and nine. I believe. Oh, both both teams are zero. Oh yeah. No, yeah. the Giants have one win now. Oh, you're so right. The, no, the, yeah. Those are well, one. 
Yeah, one they do. The, the Giants have one win. I can confirm that yes. I watched that happen. And, and the, the Pats have beaten teams that have, are without a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's really been a tour de force I, in the AFC East. I think the Bills, um, you know, for example, Sunday, they should have blown the Colts. I mean, the Bengals out, but they didn't. They're just not very good yet. I don't really see them. I think the Patriots put a little dose of reality in them. I think the Patriots are going to really want to go in there and show them who's the boss of the AFC East. They haven't allowed a touchdown yet. The Patriots haven't. All right. Let's get into place your bets. It's time to place your bets. Gentlemen, we are going to put our money where our mouth is. I'm going to give you some games. You're going to tell me if you're going to bet the spread, if you want to bet the over or the under. Try not to run away like a coward. We did that a couple of times last week, but you ended up being right. So, hey, we're smart with our money. If you want to win, listen to Verderam and Jeff. First game, guys. It is the Thursday night game. The Eagles at the Packers. The Packers are minus five. The over under is 45 and a half. Jeff, where are you going with this one? So I actually have bet a, a, I put a wager on this game. I bet the Eagles under 20 and a half points. Uh, I think you're looking at at a Thursday night game where there's less scoring. Typically you're on the road. You're still beat up to Matt's point earlier. Carson Wentz has not played very well. I don't know what's going to change playing against a good look. The Packers are feeling themselves right now, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. And coming off a short week when you're feeling yourselves like that, they're going to have a lot of swagger. I would rather have this at 21. Maybe you can hold out until Thursday and maybe get 21. But I think 20 and a half here. I love these team totals. Now, the Jets screwed me last week because they scored <laughs> twice on special teams and defense. Uh, but I think under 20 and a half here is probably the, the better play. I will I will take the Packers to cover in this game. They're at home. It's a short week. The Eagles just look totally discombobulated. And look, I, the only thing that I'm a little concerned about taking the Packers to lay those points is the Packers' yeah. offense has not been fantastic by any means. It's right. been okay. But I really like the defense. And the one thing about this, look, Rodgers was not even touched by Denver. So yeah. he's not coming into this game beat up. He's coming in pretty fresh. I think that matters on a short week. So Agreed. give me the Packers laying the five, and the Eagles, I believe, will be one and three. And all of a sudden, mm. uh, looking at a major issue, perhaps, in terms yeah. of uh, playoff seeding or playoffs at all. All right, next game we got is the Sunday night game. Cowboys at the Saints. Cowboys are minus three, and the over-under is at 47. Verderam, you get first dibs this time. Uh, I will say... Uh, I'll say I'll say the Cowboys. Uh, they, they cover this. Okay. Like, you know what? Teddy Bridgewater, give him credit. They won the game on Sunday, but he didn't do anything in that game. Threw for like 173 yards, something like that. Camaro went berserk, which certainly could happen again. The Cowboys are really good defensively. And if they can get into a game where they get a little bit of a lead, they start tightening the vice defensively, let Zeke run the football, I think Dallas wins this game at the Superdome. I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's close. The Saints are always really tough there. Uh, And if Breeze was playing, I'd pick the Saints. But without Breeze, I I like Dallas to cover a field goal. Uh, I, I haven't bet this yet, but I'm leaning toward taking the Saints plus three. I'll tell you why. This is going to be a classic pros versus Joes game, right? Every single Joe is going to put all their money in the Cowboys after watching them start 3-0, and watch the Saints, obviously, without Breeze. It's not a football game. Uh, there's going to be a lot of money in the Cowboys. I think it's a classic spot for the Saints to cover this game. Look, they're going to be a little bit different in offense. They're not playing on the road. Seattle's a hard place to play. I expect a little bit more downfield passing out of – 
um, out of the Saints. And I feel like this is a game, too, where the Cowboys could start pretty slow. Uh, they started slow three weeks in a row now, and even more so against Miami. And if they start slow and the Saints get up 10 nothing, 14 nothing, 14 3, no matter what and how Bridgewater is playing, um, it's going to be hard to make up that difference. So I like the Saints plus three at home. All right, next game, the Monday night funeral, otherwise oh known as God. Bengals at the Steelers. Who put this on the outline? What it kind is of a monster. It is the Andy Dalton, Mason Rudolph show. Oh, I had a dream that God. Andy Dalton got hurt and that we were going to have to have a backup quarterback on backup quarterback game for Monday night football. It's we not going to We do anyway. It, we'll, we'll see if it ends up happening. But if you are a degenerate enough to bet on this game like we all are, uh, the line is currently Steelers at minus four and the over under is somehow 43 and a half. Jeff? How you feeling yeah, about I'm not, this game? I, I'm passing on this. You can call me a coward <laughs> all you want. I'm not touching this game. If anything, I'd play the under. But again, you know, it's typically when you think the under is going to hit the over. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. <clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Overheads. There's no reason to play this game at all. I know it's minor football, uh, but stay away. Go find a prop. You know, you know, take like take like Dalton under whatever passing yards he has. Or just like find some fun prop to play in this game. Don't bet the total and don't bet the side. I mean, I... Listen, I'm, I'm going to step to the, the front here and say I'll take the under because Mason Rudolph is awful. Yeah. And, I, you know, I saw a lot of people, not going to name names, who <laughs> are all week on Twitter are like, Mason Rudolph season. He's going to be great. You're going to see what he blew in that game. Yep. He did not complete a pass more than five yards down downfield in the air. It was it's just impossible. How do you not do that? He's going to have like an like eight-yard hitch or something. Like what? It's impossible <laughs> to be that bad. In the so listen, I'm taking the under. Pittsburgh's defense is not great, but it's respectable. This game screams 17-13, mm-hmm. total snooze fest. Uh, I, I, I will take the under all day long on this. <laughs> yeah, this, this game is going to be not fun to bet on, not fun to watch either. Throwing in some Sunday slate games here. Patriots at Bills. The Patriots yeah. are minus 7.5. The over-under is at 42 and a half. Jeff, you mentioned the Bills earlier. How are you feeling yeah. about this with your money? Well, this is a this is a game where I'll probably stay away, but the actual play to make here is the Bills at home. I mean, that, that's that's the way you have to make. Mm. But again, I don't feel comfortable doing it because I hate betting against the Patriots. I bet against them as bet on them as much as I can. But I think the smart play here though is is to take this game um, and take the uh, take the the Bills. But again, I'm I'm not I'm not doing it. Maybe Matt has a guess to do it. Matt. Uh, I, I have the guts to uh, make a pick here, but I'm not going to go with Buffalo. Look, I, I just can't. I think this is the classic game where early in the game, the Bills are going to play well. There, I even think they might take a lead because the Bills Mafia is going to be going berserk yeah. in this game. <laughs> They're going to be keyed up. The question becomes, how long does that emotional high last? Right. Because I'll tell you one thing. If I'm New England and they win the toss, I would take the ball and I try to jam it right in the end zone and immediately put the Bills in their heels. I think the Bills can play defense. My question yeah. is, okay, once the emotion wears off, 
can Josh Allen even remotely keep up with Tom Brady? No. And my answer to that question is no, he can't. Okay, he can't, right. and that's why I think they're going to lose. But the, to me, look, you take the patch, you sweat it out a little bit early, maybe they're down yeah. like 10-7 in the second quarter, and then New England takes over and they score yeah. three times in a row and it's over. So I, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like first half under might be the play here. Yeah, it'll but be very defensive heavy early. Yeah. All right, next game that we got, Chiefs at Lions. The Chiefs are minus seven. The over-under is at 54. And I will say, two months ago, we were sitting in the office and Verderam on one of his rants where he just kind of blacks out and starts saying things about the Chiefs. I think we were talking about Matt Patricia or something. He goes, that oh. game, they're going to be, that game is going to be 45 to seven. I oh, that, that was and not I, the exact And score. I wrote it down. And we're going to revisit that next week to see if it's the exact score. But the exact but, score was forty-four to twenty-four. You're a liar. Well, we'll see. I've got I've got the post-it note receipt. But Murderam, <laughs> you're the Chiefs fan. I am. Let's go. What are you doing with this game? Uh, I will I will pick them to cover this game. Okay. Look, I I get it, and we were talking for a show, and 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 I know there are differing opinions here, so I'll let Jeff have at it. But I this is the kind of game. Where like everybody's like, oh, the Lions good. They're two zero and one. I've watched every second of every Lions game so far this season. It is a borderline miracle they beat the Chargers. <laughs> and if the Eagles, if Wentz could complete an open pass, Philadelphia would have won that game. So I think the Lions were. I thought they were to start the year. I thought they were five and eleven. I think they might win seven games, maybe even eight games. I don't know if if Darius Slay is compromised in this game, whether he's injured and plays or doesn't play at all. I don't know how in God's name Detroit gets off the field in this game. It's by the way, this is the first time Mahomes has ever played in a dome in the NFL. Yeah. This could be unbelievable. Like they're fast on natural turf in the rain. Like, yeah. You know what this is going to be like? I, I think the Chiefs win this game going away. I think Detroit keeps it close for like a quarter, and then it's just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. The game's over by halftime. Seven points. Seven points is a lot of points at home for a team that can score. The Lions are going to put up a lot of points in Kansas City. The Kansas City pass rush has been non-existent. Who's going to stop any of their wide receivers? Who's going to stop their their tight end? Um, I'm thinking the Lions here more because I think this is one of these games that's like, you know, 38 to to 35. Like it's going to be a shootout. Everyone's going to score points. And look, here's the deal. It if the game plan is out on how to beat the Chiefs. It's a very hard game plan to execute, but you have to run the football, yep. right? Control the football, and and play a little bit of defense, right? The problem is, you you give up a bunch of points early on, and you get out of that game plan. Like the second half, for example, the Ravens ran the ball very well, but they're down thirty to thirteen. The reason the Patriots won that game is because in the Champions game is they just ran the ball very well, limited possessions, and the Chiefs still scored thirty one points on twenty eight plays in the second half. So the Lions can stick to the game plan of running the football and playing some defense and then taking the shots when they take the shots. They will stay in this game longer than people think. I I, I, I got to grab me some points with the Lions here at plus seven. Seven, I like it. Six and a half, six, not sure. And Jeff, I agree with you, by the way, on the book being out of Kansas City. That is exactly how to beat him. But as you mentioned, the problem is like Baltimore early in that game on Sunday, they ran the ball, they went down the field, they get a touchdown, they're up six, yeah. nothing. You then blinked, and it was twenty-three to six. Yeah. And the Chiefs yeah. are like, "Go ahead, you want to run the ball for one hundred and fifty yards? Go nuts in the second half!" Like it just yeah. doesn't. And and that to me, and well, look, we'll we'll save it for down the line. But when they play New England, that is going to be the interesting thing. Is New yeah. England? You're right. They ran the ball down Chiefs' throats while they were leading the game. You got to get able. To, you got to be able to do that. I don't know if Detroit's a team to do that. I am yeah. curious to see how the game plays out. All right, next one we got Seahawks at 
the Cardinals. Seahawks are minus five. The over-under is at 48. Jeff. Uh, uh, who? Pass? I don't. Not betting on Kyler Murray? I'm not betting on Arizona. I'm not betting. No, their, their offense looks like I thought it would. It's mm-hmm. lost. It's poor in the red zone. The transition from it's maybe a little tougher than just running the air raid in the NFL. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just don't trust them, but I don't trust Seattle either. Seattle's been such an up-and-down team this year. They historically have played really bad games in Arizona before. Um, and I just don't trust either team. And when I don't trust either team, I can't bet the game. Uh, I was going to pass like a coward, but since Jeff already decided to do that, I'll step up. Uh, look, <laughs> I, I agree with, like, Arizona, the first couple of weeks, I kind of watched Kyler Murray and was like, okay. Like, you know, he looked terrible the first half of week one. Then he really stepped up and... Obviously, salvaged a tie. He played good in Baltimore. Uh, he was not good against Carolina. Four yards yeah. in attempt. Uh, not good is kind. Yeah. Uh, look, at some point here, Arizona's got to block, and they can't. Blo- they just cannot block. It's Correct. unbelievable. Jaron Reed is still suspended. He's not going to play. But Javion Clowney's playing. Uh, Seattle, the rest of that front's playing. And you watch Arizona, and you just say, look. They have no chance against any team with a front. I mean, if, if the other team isn't just out or betting against itself, like they're going to sack Murray a whole bunch of times. They're going to pressure him. I'll take Seattle to cover. I think it's an ugly game. I've seen Seattle get picked as a Super Bowl team. I don't see that at all. I think Seattle's Wilson. fine. Oh, Wilson's great. Yeah, Russell, Look, I, Wilson. I think Wilson's a top five quarterback. I think he's one of the most underrated players in football. But the rest of that team, they're, they're, they're good. I'm not saying they're not good, but they're not yeah. – they're not going to win 12 games and be in the NFC right. title game. So yeah. I'll take them to win more because I, I just don't trust Arizona, and I think they'll be able to win by you know, a touchdown or something I like know, that. I feel like we do this every single year. Like, Vertim, two of us did this last year with the the Seahawks. Where we were like, oh, they're out. They're no good. And then all of a sudden, they make the playoffs. And then, granted, they lose in the first round. Yeah, but they ran the ball 70 times and lost in the wild card round. You don't think that maybe they get in and they're like the char- what the Chargers were last year, where they're a true wild card to maybe yeah. screw some things up? Because the well, NFC is like they the need Cowboys home, they and need home else. Field. They need home field advantage. Okay. Man. If they don't yeah. have home field advantage, they're not, they're not going Agreed. on the road and beating some of these teams. Agreed. All right, last one that we got here. It is the Vikings at the Bears, the official line. The oh Bears are minus three. The over-under is 38 and a half, and I've got a bonus prop for you of over-under three and a half turnovers with Mitchell Trubisky going against the Vikings defense and Kirk Cousins going against that Bears defense. Three and a half turnovers over-under on that one. Jeff? Um, I would say the over and the turnovers, but the under here to me is the play. I mean, these teams are going to—they're not going to score a lot of points. Mm. It's going to be ugly game. I don't trust either quarterback. If you're taking a side to feel to me, it feels like you take the Minnesota on the points, but I don't trust any of these teams to do anything in this game. Uh, I think it's a very low-scoring game. I like thirty-eight under thirty-eight and a half. And if you're taking a side, I would take the Bears plus three. I mean, the Vikings plus three. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm in a lockstep here with Jeff. I will take the over and the turnovers, and I'm banging the under on this game. My God, did you see Trubisky? I, now, that, that's the ultimate like box score, 35 points for the Bears <laughs> or 31 points for the Bears. He, he was bad again. Yep. Like He yeah. can't throw the football. And no. the Vikings, unlike, unlike the Redskins, the Vikings are going to hit him. They're going to be able to cover. Yeah. Now, the flip side of that is the Bears' defense. You know, look, I'm always a big believer in regression. The Bears' defense is still awesome. Mm-hmm. So – I don't believe in Kirk Cousins going in there and having a huge day either. This becomes, look, if the Bears want to win this game, they've got to get a little bit of a lead and kind of take Dalvin Cook's effectiveness right. out of it. If Dalvin Cook can sit there and pound the ball 25 times in this game, mm-hmm. the, the, the Bears have a problem. Because at some point, 
the Vikings just have better skill position players. They'll find a way to score points here or there. But I'm with you. I take the under. This could this could be a game where it's 16-13. Mm. Uh, it just comes down to you know who makes the big mistake. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, well, I'll give you another a bonus bonus over under on this one. Dalvin Cook has gone over 100 yards rushing in his first three under. games. Over under. under on that one. Under. under under. There we go. All right, we'll see if we win some money this week or if we're going to be here next week wondering why we made all of these bad decisions. But it is time for pass or run. All right, now, do you want to pass or run? All right, I'm going to give you guys some topics. You're either going to pass on that statement, which means you disagree with it, or you are going to run with it, which means you are taking the rock and you are running as far and fast as you can because you agree with this. I'm going to start with Daniel Jones. You two should apologize to everybody, up to and including Daniel Jones and his family, for slandering him before his debut performance against the Buccaneers. Passer run, Daniel Jones, deserves some respect. Jeff? Pass on this. (laughs) He played one game. He played a great game. They're down 28-10, though, at halftime. And the funny part about this, let's say that, that Matt Gay makes the kick. Yeah. We're talking about him totally differently, right? Like just publicly, yes. we're, we're yes. just talking about it differently. So I'd say that he's he's had a great first game, give him his due. But I'm passing on rushing to go ahead and apologize. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna run, but I'm, it's we're gonna be more of a jog here. Okay, <laughs> a brisk um, walk. Yeah, it's gonna be a brisk <laughs> walk on a nice October morning. Look, I killed the Giants for taking him six, and I mean killed them. Okay, and he has shown legitimate potential. I've talked to some people who, who cover the Giants. We had Matt Lombardo on last week. Uh, yeah. You know, Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News is a good friend. And th- both those guys were saying to me all offseason, hey, look, man, he's playing better than even the Giants expected. You know, he's he's ahead of schedule on his development. And my, my yeah. respect for those guys made me pay attention. But I also said, look, I, I saw him at Duke. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. He played well. Now, I will say this. If you watch that game against Tampa, he threw three balls that should have been picked off. I mean, yeah. dropped right in their hands. Yeah. And if he even has two picks in that game, it's a totally different story, as Jeff says, if Matt Gay could kick a field goal. And by the way, what in God's name was Bruce Arians doing purposely taking a delay game? I don't know if he was kidding mm. when he said I, that after the I game. Wish would have, I wish he would have said, I wish this this would have this would have this would have this would have been worse. This would have divided Twitter worse than anything that, that, that politics could bring us. As if, if Bruce Arians would have gone up to the podium and said, you know what, guys? Our analytics team tells us that Matt <laughs> is better from 37 yards and 32 yards. So I just took the delay a game. Like, that would have just destroyed wow. analytics community on Twitter. It would have been amazing if he had done that. Because I'm at, like, like you can't argue that, right? Like that's that's what they tell you. That yep. 37 to 42 yards, he's at 90 percent in college. But if he goes 32 to 37, only 55 percent. That that would have been that would have been incredible. I, I still don't know if Aaron's is kidding or not. But look, as far as Jones goes, I'll I'll walk it back a little bit from what I said. I I do though say like, he he played one game. He, he yeah. really realistically should have had two or three picks. What, but if you're a what, Giants fan, you're excited yeah. because you looked a lot better than Eli Manning. So, yeah, at least of that, he didn't go out there yeah. and he didn't get bombed in his first start. He also wasn't playing against the 85 Bears either. The like, the Bucks' thing, defense though, has improved, I, but to, it's not great. To Matt's point really quick, though, is that we didn't see any of this shit at Duke. No. Like, he looks better than he ever looked in college, which is rare. Yeah. Usually, usually it does not work that way. Yeah. 
All right. Next one. Kirk Cousins is the biggest problem holding the Minnesota Vikings back from winning a Super Bowl. Pass or run, Verderam? I mean, I, I have to run with this. I, what, what else? Yeah. <laughs> if, you have, if you're watching the video, Jeff is uh, showing off his, his form as he runs. Listen, I don't, know how, I don't know how you could say anything else is a bigger problem. Mm. Like they're really good defensively. You could argue maybe the offensive line, but Rick Dennison and Gary Kubiak coming in there, they've completely transformed yeah. that run game. I wrote about this. I interviewed Rick Spielman right before the season. Said, "Look, Rick, you know why didn't you change the roster as much as maybe some people expected?" And he said, "Because we we believe that bringing in Dennis and Kubiak actually going to fix a lot of these problems." Yeah. And that's no knock on John DeFilippo, but he's more geared toward the pass game. When Tony Sprano passed away, they had no yeah. ability mm-hmm. to put in their run game. Well, they- Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on UnderdogFantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Now they do. With Dennis and Nick, they go to that zone scheme. They can really run the ball with Cook. And so, yeah, right now, Cousins is absolutely the problem. Stephon yeah. Diggs has been a witness protection all season. They yeah, need, they, I, I, what's going on? Like, they got to get him going. Adam Thielen's been terrific, but they got to get Diggs rolling. Okay, the tight ends, they, they've got Rudolph, they've got Irv Koch, they, who they drafted in the second mm-hmm. round. So my thing is, look, the Vikings roster, you can make an argument when Cousins is playing, well, they're about as good as anybody. The yeah. problem is his Cousins has been bad. Like yeah. bad, bad the first three weeks. And so I, he's got to break out. I think he can be better. So I do think there's hope there. But yeah, right now I'm running all day with that. He doesn't play well against the better teams, mm-hmm. which is how I think you should evaluate quarterbacks, right? So I'm running to this. He's, he just doesn't, he's like Matt Stafford. Against 500 teams, he's awful. And as we, the teams that have, that have one more, you know, one more than half, yeah, against, right. over 500. So I'm with you. I'm running this. I, I don't, I, I think he is the biggest problem. All right, Jeff. I am giving you an early Thanksgiving Day turkey here for you to feast on with our next topic. Freddie Kitchens is coaching the Cleveland Browns in 2020. Pass or run? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to pass. I think he's been terrible, but I think he's still there next year. Um, I can't see Dorsey pulling the trigger quite yet. Year one, first time head coach. But guys, I warned you. I told you this is going to happen. You guys put too much faith in them. He's undisciplined. Uh, you can argue that Baker Mayfield has regressed, or maybe this is just who he is. I'm not quite sure. But the offense has not looked good. Uh, they've been incompetent. Fourth and nine draw. It, it, it's just bad. But I think he'll get another year or two to figure it out. So I'm going to say that he's gone after this year. Because I don't okay. think it's going to be a Dorsey call. I think it's going to be a Jimmy Haslam call. Mm. Oh God. I think Jimmy Haslam is going to go into John Dorsey's office and be like, he is fired. Because my understanding of that whole situation to begin with was Kitchens was kind of the compromise and not totally the choice in Cleveland. Like they, It was clear it wasn't the choice. Yeah. It, like, like they wanted Mike McCarthy from everything I understand in that situation. And that, that, that didn't work out for a variety of reasons. And then it was, well, maybe Greg Williams. And there was some major pushback from certain people in that organization <laughs> that we are not hiring Greg Williams full-time. There's no way we're giving him that power. Yeah. And then they kind of said, okay, well, who are we good with? Well, Freddie did a decent job. Let's give him the position. So, look, it's never good when your head coach is a compromise. You're like, ah, yes. all right. So, you look at their game. I, 
I was apoplectic watching the fourth quarter of that Cleveland-Los Angeles game. Because, look, I, I never hide. I grew up a Chiefs fan. But if there's one thing with me that drives me more nuts than anything watching, it is bad, bad football. football. It's dumb football. It drives oh, yeah. me nuts. Okay? And I, my formative years were Herm Edwards was the Chiefs. And so you understand my <laughs> anger. In, in the fourth Oof. quarter of that Browns-Rams game, the Browns were down four points and had a third and nine on the Rams' 40-yard line. And they ran some bubble screen that went nowhere. And then on fourth and nine ran a draw. And Eric Weddle came up and just killed Nick Chubb for like a two-yard gain. And that was really it. And then, of course, they had their, their snafu at the goal line when they were trying to tie the game late. I don't get it. And I'll tell you this, too, and I'll leave it at this. You have Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry on that team. They refuse to go down the field right now. How long do you think it is before one of those two guys sounds off to somebody in the media and says, I'm not here for this crap. Throw me the Very ball. That, that's coming. Like, I'm telling you, that has not been public, but that's coming. There's going to be a time very – if they lose to Baltimore and they're 1-3 after mm-hmm. this week, you're going to start hearing some stuff coming out of the locker room like, hey, I need to get the ball downfield. And you're going to start th- – that thing is going to turn ugly in a hurry. That's been my concern this entire time with the Browns is that if they start losing, these guys are going to start mouthing off in the media, dude. They're going to do it. They, mm-hmm. Wide receivers cannot help well, themselves. And, and who who is the experience in Cleveland? No one. To, and that, listen, and Hill can attest, I've been saying this since <laughs> April. There's nobody oh, in yeah. that room who has an ounce of winning experience at the NFL level. So if this thing Correct. goes south – who is going to stand up there and turn it around? Like I'll use the Chiefs as example. If they have a three-game losing streak, Andy Reid's got the gravitas, and Jeff, you you played for him, to yeah. get up there and say, guys, trust me, we're going to be fine. Who's saying that in Cleveland? No Freddie one. Kitchens no. isn't doing it. Baker Mayfield's not no. doing it. Great. Beckham's never won a playoff game. Landry's Great. never been in one. So you have nobody who's at the hierarchy of that team who can step in there and kind of calm the waters. It's only going to get worse as they Very continue accurate. to flounder. Very accurate. Jeff, you want to? I'll give you the parting shot here. Do you want to tell the boys and girls listening to the podcast about moral victories and how much they mean to you? Oh yeah, they mean nothing. Um, I don't care. They almost won the game. That has to be worse. They should have won the football game. Yeah, yeah. they played better than, at times than the Rams did. But uh, you, know, you know, Cleveland look—they lead the NFL in moral victories the last twenty years. So good for them. Huh. And I, I agree with the, the Rams. The, the Rams' offense was atrocious in that game. Yeah, Jared good. Goff not play well. They still didn't win at home. Not a good one. Not good. Next one, the New Orleans Saints will win the NFC South. Pass or run, Jeff? I think probably yes. They can withstand that, you know, Matt mentioned to get three, go three and three over six games without Breeze and come back on a tear. The Falcons have not impressed me. Uh, I like the Falcons a lot. They, have, they just haven't done it. The Bucks, no way. Sorry, Josh. Um, and then... Um, I think the Panthers. Look, I like I like Kyle Allen, but um, you're not winning the, the South with Kyle Allen as your quarterback. I know uh, you are not. Uh, by the way, it was reported earlier on Tuesday morning that Newton might be dealing with a loose Frank injury. Oof, yikes! If that's the case, people are like, he might miss a handful of weeks. I mean, he might miss the season. He's done. Yeah, if that's what that is. It, it feels like the the foot got worse after the game Sunday. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's interesting uh, to watch that play. So, look, as far as the Saints, I would have passed on this a week ago. I just don't know what to make of Atlanta. So I will run with it and say that New Orleans finds a way uh, to win this division, which, frankly, look, I I don't feel great about that. I I don't – because Bridgewater might not win another game with them. I mean, it's it's hard to say. (laughs) But but I don't – the Falcons – 
And I was surprised, Jeff. You're, an, you're a former offensive lineman. You were kind of like, well, they could do so. Mm-hmm. They can't block anybody. Nope. Oh, yeah. Too Nobody's healthy, too. Yeah. The entire offensive yeah, line's many, hurt. Yeah, too many injuries and, and just haven't been able to really. No. I'm with you. I, I, their offensive line has been less than impressive. It's not good. Their, their defense, Keanu Neal being out, is a huge blow. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Listen, I'm not even going to apologize to hell. The Bucks stink. They do. Okay. How do you lose that game? Against a giant, what are you doing? How do you lose? Have so, you not watched the last seventeen years no, of this my team? God, kick Good field Lord, how do you, you know lose? What, what a the, rhetorical the, question. The Bucks, the Bucks are a study in why you should find a kicker and pay him to the hilt to stay on well, your team. Well, Matt, Matt Guy is uh, supposed to be that dude. He was great in college. Yeah, well, he's not anymore. Apparently, I mean, to be fair, he was four or five. He missed two extra points. He missed the one that doing? counted, though. Listen. That's why I always I laugh, like when the Bears let Robbie Gould go, mm-hmm. and then oh, they're yeah. like viciously trying to trade for him again for a season. <laughs> Listen, you've got a kicker and kick the ball, sign him. Because there, there are so many games in the NFL that are one and loss in the kicking game, but I digress. Like, I'll take the Saints win that division, even if they're nine and seven. All right, last one. Things are going to get better for the Oakland Raiders. Pass or run, Verderam. What is, what is the time frame for that? Uh, I guess we got the 10-year window with Gruden. It's I mean, more of like an open-ended existential question. Things will get better for okay, the Raiders, look, right? Look, they have I mean, to. They'll get better it's from law the of averages. Stand, they'll get better from the standpoint they go to Vegas, they're going to have an easier time getting free agents, okay? Okay. Because the, the taxes are not nearly as bad as they are in California, plus people are going to want to play in Vegas. So that will help them. The other thing that will help them is at some point, you know, a decision is going to be made on Derek Carr. And I have a feeling a decision Derek Carr may not appreciate. Um they are at some point going to be able to get a quarterback on this team that can actually throw the football. You would think, although John Gruden does not have great history with developing young quarterbacks. That is a massive concern. But I also just say, look, I'm going to run with it from the standpoint that they they have to be better. Like, at some juncture here, they've got to win, what, eight games? Because this team, they got blown out. Jeff and I last week both said, hey, look, they're going to cover in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. What They got killed. Yeah, they didn't even show up. They might as well have just landed the plane, turned it around, and got back went straight back to Oakland. They were awful. So, look, I think things will get better, but it may take some time. I don't think it's going to get better this year or next year or anything like that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on this. I, I don't think the Raiders uh, are going to get much better over time. What does John Gruden show? Remember, coaching is a big part of success in the NFL. And what has John Gruden showed that will let you know that he knows what he's doing and that he's able to develop quarterbacks? So. I'm going with a, with a firm firm pass. I do not think it happens. All right. This week's fan-sided contributor, Chris Wilson of Niner Noise. So, Chris, you write for Niner Noise, our fan-sided 49ers blog, and you should be feeling pretty good right about now. 3-0 and on the season. Beat the Steelers despite turning the ball over five times. What have you seen out of Jimmy Garoppolo thus far, and why do you think or, or why do you not think that he is the future of the Niners after what you've seen? Well, I, I do think he is he is the future, and uh, it, it's mostly because he just returned to his 2017 form. You know, he, he wasn't the same quarterback he was in 2018 as he was in 2017, um, which is surprising considering the fact that he knew very little, if any, of the playbook to uh, start the season in 2017, but still was able to uh, um, manage you know five straight victories for the for the the lowly Niners. So um, we were very disappointed in the 2018 uh, season, but then 2019 is uh, started out just where he left off in 2017. So uh, I definitely think that he is the uh, the future of the franchise. Uh, I think that the you know the, the, the team thinks that he's the future as well. And um, yeah, I mean his his pressure, his uh, ability just to th- throw the ball effectively under pressure, um, and 
the fact that he doesn't seem to be bothered by his uh, ACL injury any longer. I think that the combination of those two things, he's still dealing with, um, I guess, wouldn't call him subpar, but um, no, you know, no elite receivers. But he's um, he's you know, executing and he's uh, you know, you know, pushing the team to the top of the league in a lot of uh, statistical categories, including scoring and. Um, uh, yards per attempt and uh, and uh, most importantly uh, wins. Sure. So yeah, it's uh, so, so so far so good in uh, San Francisco for sure. Uh, they, they seem to have kind of some very sloppy play, right? Turnovers, penalties. Uh, look, you, you very rarely turn over five times um, and, and win a football game. How do you think they go about addressing some of these um, questionable uh, penalties and and turnovers and things that really in the in the ultimate grand scheme of things don't help you win football games? Um, I, mean, I think the the turnovers and the and the um, the penalties. I, I believe I'd handle them a little bit differently. The I mean the, the turnovers. I mean some of them were fluky, especially the ones yesterday. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean they were balls that should be caught. But I mean they, that should be caught by you know by uh, probably high school players in, in some instances, and, and, and instead they're they're handed off to the uh, the defense. Uh, so I think that's just something that that will. You know, fix this up over time. Uh, as far as the penalties, I mean, it, it's been a consistent problem ever since uh, Shanahan's come to San Francisco. So, and especially when the 49ers get in the red zone, which is it's just it's killed them yeah. over the last three years. It, I mean, this year they've been able to overcome it uh, better than they had the last years, and that's really the reason why they're three and zero as opposed to one and two or two and one. Well, Chris, uh, really want to thank you for your time, and yeah. again. Chris uh, is a is a co-site expert over Niner Noise, a fan side of 49ers blog, the San Francisco 49ers, 3-0, one of the last handful of teams remaining as uh, in the ranks of the undefeated. So, again, Chris, thanks so much for a few minutes, and uh, best of luck with Thank San Francisco as you enjoy the bye week here in week four. Let's check out the mailbag. All right, it's mailbag time, guys. We have a couple of mailbag questions here. This is going to be a good one for the two of you. Vernon the uh, Ravens just played the Chiefs, so Lamar Jackson applies to you, and also applies to you, Jeff, because uh, if Twitter tells me anything, you are Lamar Jackson's biggest fan. Uh, oh, wait, no, you're not. Ravens fans kill you for this. But would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson right now, Jeff? I'd rather have Baker Mayfield. Why? Um, well, I don't know if Baker's going to be that great, honestly. I was a little worried about him in general, but I think just his ceiling is better than Lamar's still like it's that simple. Lamar Jackson is in an offense suited to win one way, one way to win. Baker Mayfield theoretically can win in multiple ways. He can do more things as a passer. Hasn't shown in the last couple of weeks. Um, but give me Baker Mayfield. Lamar is it's just not going to work over time. So, look, a lot of people who didn't watch the game or watch highlights of the game said that Kansas City Baltimore that was a great game came right down to it. Which look in reality. In the end, yes, mm. the Chiefs had to close it out. But if you watch that game, it was 30-13 to 13 in the fourth quarter, and Jackson completed what I would say fairly were two Hail Marys yeah. that oh. nine times out of ten Punch are, picked, are picked yeah. off or they're, or they're incomplete, right? And to that ends two drives, and that game's a blowout. We're not sitting here talking at all about how great Lamar Jackson was. I came away from that saying he is an unbelievable athlete. But he is not good from within the pocket. If you can keep him in the pocket, you are probably going to win the game if you're a fairly good team. Mayfield has been terrible to start the year, but he also has no coach. Mm-hmm. They they have no ability to scheme. Right. So 
Look, I'm not. I'm not this huge. Baker's going to be an All-Pro guy, but I agree. I would take Mayfield. I think you can win in the pocket with him, and I think in the NFL, and I know it's changed. You have to win in the pocket. If you yes. can't win in the pocket, you may be exciting. You may be fun. You may make the playoffs. You're going home when yes. you play teams like Kansas City and New England that can have their quarterbacks take a five-step drop and win all day long. Yes. So I, I will take At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Wait, every time you wake up is the same day? That's terrible. Yeah, don't worry. I call Progressive. Their 24-7 protection still works even if my day does last forever. Yeah, but don't you want it to end? Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best. Yeah, that's a good point. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Mayfield, but I do think right now he's in a terrible situation with Kitchens. All right, last mailbag question. This is from the lone Dolphins fan who is still watching the season. When are the Dolphins going to get their first win, Jeff? They are not. Ooh. Uh, what, what, <laughs> I mean, the one the one guess is maybe Bengals like week 16. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't see them coming close in a lot of football games. They're just not good. Like, like they're trying to win the games. So, but they don't have any players. I'm going to answer this, but I want to – Jeff, you played in the league a bunch of years. Like, was there ever a year where you were on a team where you just said, we're just – we suck. We're not going to win games. Like, yeah. I mean – I was in 20, oh, the, the Panthers were two and fourteen in twenty ten. Mm. But every snap that year, we had no chance to win most of those games. How, do, How you, do you go do out? You, there? Do you trick yourself into thinking like, "Hey, look, you know, if this happens," or do you just go, "Man, we're going to yeah. get killed." <laughs> um, you trick yourself into thinking you can win, but you also know that you know when you play in the game. This is why players don't tank during games: is that every snap you're evaluated, mm. and if you don't play well because your team doesn't play well. Well, that the, the scouts don't care about that. They care that you didn't play well. So every guy, you're still trying to play very well, especially as an offensive line. So I just think it's more about the idea that um, guys are playing hard on Sundays. Coaches are coaching to win. The way you tank is you are just not very good. And that's what the Dolphins have done. Right. The front offices tank. Players don't. Yes. Cool. Uh, I, will, I will say this. Look, I believe that as bad as they are, I believe in the laws of probability. I think they'll win a game, and my game will be whenever they host the Jets. Oof. If you don't think those players are going to be keyed up to beat Adam Gase, <laughs> and by the way, Adam Gase just can't stop throwing his own team under the bus, okay? There is going to be no fight in that team oh, at yes. some point in the year. So I will say that when the Jets come to town, that will be the game. The Dolphins will play one good game, and they'll beat the Jets in Miami. Time to look forward to our favorite upcoming matchups. All right, guys, let's wrap it up on this one. We've made a lot of memories. It's been an emotional trip, this episode. Uh, We're three weeks into the season. What are you looking forward to in week four? What is your biggest game, Verderam? I'm really intrigued by Minnesota and Chicago because I think something's got to give in that game, right? Like, does one of those quarterbacks play really well? Do they both surprise us and play well? Do neither of them play well? And we just are kind of getting to a point where we're going, okay, look, we know what these teams are at this point, right? They're they're, going to win some games. They have great defenses. Minnesota's got a really good roster. But in reality, they're just not going to be a a real true contender. Uh, If Minnesota wins that game, I think if you're a Vikings fan, you're going, hey, look, okay, we're 3-1. and one. We've played our two hardest divisional games. We split. 
we feel pretty good. If the Bears win, all of a sudden you've won three in a row, and while you haven't looked particularly good for a lot of the season, you're three and one, and you're saying, yeah. okay, we can get back into this. So I, I'm very interested in that matchup. To me, it's it's two teams really, mm-hmm. and that's the Browns and the Eagles. If both go to one and three, their seasons are done, and then you're going to see hopefully some inspired ball by both of those teams. So to me, it's it's those two teams itself that need big victories, one Thursday and one Sunday, obviously, and, and for the Browns against a division opponent as well, they want any chance in winning the division. So I think it's, it's both of those teams, to me, I'm looking at have big weeks. I'll throw one other game to watch. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Bills-Pats. Well, I think the yeah. Pats are going to win the game. But I'm always interested when you get these teams that kind of come out of nowhere, the Bills 3-0, and young quarterback. If the game was in New England, I'd have no interest in this game at all. Mm. It's in Buffalo. Yeah. Those fans are dying for a win like this. So that place is going to be going crazy. Yeah. Now, I don't I don't think the Bills win because I don't think they can keep up over the course of four quarters. Yeah. But if Buffalo wins, if it pulls the upset, you're going to have crazy talking points on yeah. Monday. <laughs> crazy. Uh, What's like, the over-under on uh, picnic tables that people throw themselves into? Oh, you're going to have mafia. people diving They're going to line fans. them up down the street. They're going to have a parade of picnic table you're gonna have people dumping a lacquer and light in (laughs) parking lots on fire but i'm interested in that game i am i I, that game intrigues me all right well we'll have to see what week four brings us we'll be back next week to talk about everything that happened remember to subscribe to the podcast stack in the box on itunes leave a review tell us how much you like our football takes and uh if you have a question want to be in the mailbag want us to discuss something follow myself matt jeff on twitter and guys we'll do this again next week podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites, sports, pop culture, and everything in between. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know? The average garage door is made up of 1.3 millimeter aluminum panels. Something you probably do know? Your neighbor likes to tinker with his dirt bike. Something you probably don't know? A runaway dirt bike can take out your garage door and a good portion of your car bumper. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.